0: Hey, it's me, Gavin Crawford. Every week, I'll quiz comedians about the headlines. Do you worry about kids being exposed to drag?
1: I grew up going to see men in dresses singing every Sunday and we had to give them money, okay? (laughs) I wish they were singing show tunes and had some makeup and their hair done, right? It would have been way better.
0: If the news has you screaming into the void, we can help with that. Because news is available on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts.
2: This is a CBC podcast. Hello and welcome to Laugh Out Loud. I'm your host, Ali Hassan. I want to kick things off today with a thank you to Niagara on the Lake and everyone from in and around that region who came out to our show at the Icebreakers Comedy Festival last weekend. It was an eventful one. We had a health scare in the middle of the show with an audience member, but thankfully that person was okay. And then after an extended break, somehow that audience came back healthier and more excited for comedy. It was an excellent show and one that we won't soon forget. Today, I'm going to play two first-time voices, to laugh out loud. You're going to hear their youthful energy in your ears. We'll start the show with a performer based out of Winnipeg. From the Gas Station Art Center this past fall, here is Emmanuel Lemura.
0: Hello, everybody. How we doing? Man, so happy to be here. Lovely, lovely day, lovely night, lovely country. I'm not from it. I'm, um, yeah, I'm a refugee. If you're a refugee, make some noise. <laughs> sounds about right, sounds about right. That's as much noise as I expected. There's a, not a lot of us, no. And often people don't even think I'm a refugee because I sound. You know what I mean? I'm not... Like, I don't sound new. You know what I mean? I'm not brand new. I didn't come out to the... None of that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 93 edition. I got all my new parts. I'm, I'm acclimated. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, and I always tell people, I'm like, look, if you're always worried, like, you want to know how soon someone came to the country, what you do is you invite them to the gym and see what they wear. Because cause newcomers wear frivolous stuff to the gym. They wear wild stuff. <laughs> They'll show up to the gym in flip-flops and dress pants. Like, that's... You know what I mean? If someone's in flip-flops and dress pants, they came from the airport. Like, they just got here from the airport. Airport to Planet Fitness. You know what I mean? Just, just exactly where they are. I was driving with one of my friends one day, and we saw this African guy running. And he was like, yo, what's he running from? And I'm like... He's jogging. Uh, <laughs> he just doesn't have all the information yet, you know what I mean? They don't, they don't put gym attire in the, in the pamphlet. <laughs> you know, Because just... back home, you run barefoot or in fl- flip-flops or sandals, right? You know, until you make the Olympic team and then Nike gives you shoes. That's, that's usually what happens. And if you don't make any African teams, then you can come run for Canada's team. I think that's how it works. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I think... <laughs> I've seen Canada's Olympic team, and I not I'm just like, is this how they get citizenship? This is a weird, interesting way. It's just Trudeau waiting at a finish line, just... <laughs> with a new passport, just waiting for you to... So <laughs> oh, no, it is good, man. Well, uh, like I said, I grew up here. Uh, you know, came from Africa, but like my mom used to cook this fish, and I used to get bullied when I was a kid, right? Because first off, I didn't speak so differently. You know, I used to be a little bit more who do we do You know, when I was younger, you know, just mini. You know, but I, my mom used to cook this fish called Toro Right? It sounds like somebody fell some stairs. I know, but that's the name of the fish, right? So all these kids would make fun of me and be like, ooh. Emmanuel smells like fish, and I'm like, it's taro Juk Juk. and they're like, that doesn't help. you going make fun of that too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Fish juke juke over there, you know? <laughs> Even worse names, so. But it's like they'd be like, ooh, Emmanuel smells like fish, and then I grew up and I realized how crazy it is to make fun of me for smelling like fish, because if you ever met a kid, you know they smell like one or two things. They either smell like whole milk or pee, right? Like, that's the only sense of a child. That's, they smell like one or the other. That's <laughs> sometimes between the two, you know? And my teacher smelled like yeast. Like, there was a lot of smells, a lot of smells going on in my classroom. I feel like I was the least of the smells, you know? But you know these kids. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but, I, but I, like, like I said, I grew up in Canada. I grew up pretty poor, um, you know, and, and I found out a couple things. You know, when you, when you grow up poor, you learn a lot. I found out that if you grow up poor uh, and you're married, don't get divorced. <laughs> it's too expensive, and you don't have enough money to do it properly. My parents got divorced, but my dad was so poor, he couldn't move out the house. And I don't know if you guys have ever been divorced before, but that is a key part <laughs> of the breakup. You gotta, you gotta leave. Someone's gotta go. You know what I mean? So he couldn't leave the house. So you know where he went? My room, right? Like, it wasn't even like a divorce. It was like a demotion, you know what I mean? He he went from husband to roommate. And I had the bunk bed, so I'm the roommate, you know? (laughs) I'm on the bottom bunk now. It's just, have to deal with crazy stuff. It'd be like one in the morning. My dad treats it like a sleepover. Dead silent. He'd be like, psst.
2: Emmanuel,
0: are you up? (laughs) Yes, father. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? (sighs) I guess, father. Yeah. (laughs) Why doesn't mom love me? You know what I mean? Just, (laughs) what's going on? Probably because of this. This (laughs) I gotta deal with kids calling me juke-juke in the morning. If you could please let me get some Z's, father. (laughs) (laughs) you know. Always, (laughs) As always, <laughs> like I said, just make sure if you won't get a divorce, have, have a couple. And you can't even get in fights properly, especially in Winnipeg in winter. You can't time a storm out when it's minus 40 outside. You can't just be like, I'm out of here, and then you walk out and then the bus is late. No, you, <laughs> you gotta come back and you're just apologetic. I was acting a little bit rash earlier. I could, you know, and I'm sorry, my bad. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize the temperature before I, before I got upset. <laughs> Next time I get angry, I should check the weather station. <laughs> you know, he only gets upset when it's like minus 10 or plus 30, you know. Yeah. Wild stuff. <laughs> no, but I actually recently just moved near some water, which is nice. Not like a lake side, nothing. I live near a pond now. Uh, <laughs> but it's a nice pond, it's like one of those retention ponds. Right, And one thing I found out about them is uh, there's like goose geeses out there. And I say goose geeses because I didn't know that those were two different things. I thought goose was male and geese was female. And if you saw a group, you just said goose geeses. Right? So I showed up late to work one day and my manager was like, Manuel, why are you late? I was like, man, there was a pack of goose geeses crossing the street. You know what I mean? He said a pack of what? I was like, goose geeses. You never seen them? Like, Long necks, they mad at you. They're on the loony. You don't know the goose geese is on the loony. That's the long neck ones. <laughs> wow. So I'm near, I'm near the goose geese in the ponds, and I saw this lady walking her dog one day and actually fell into the water, right? And she wasn't doing good. I don't know if you know this about water, but that's where people drowned. Right, and she was participating. <laughs> so so she's participating but luckily some guy came over jumped into the water saved her and the dog everything was fine and dandy cuz i was watching from my balcony cuz i'm a people watcher i just something's going on I got, I got to spectate between commercials you know so they get out the water and then i realized that it was just some random black guy that doesn't live in my neighborhood and i know that cuz i keep track of all the black people that live in my neighborhood not important why It's for safety reasons so so I had to go talk to him. I'm like, hey, great job saving the white lady and the dog, uh, but maybe do that in your neighborhood next time because you're raising the standard a little bit too high in my neighborhood, right? Because if she falls in again, she's going to look at me, and I'm not getting in the water. I just don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I strict no water for me. I had to start snatching purses to balance things out in the neighborhood, you know what I mean? Just, the perception was just really weird for me. I didn't like it. I've honestly been against black people in water for quite some time now. You know, I've been trying to get that protest off the ground, but, you know, we've been busy. <laughs> it's pretty far down the line of grievances. <laughs> yeah. No, because I've, I've been doing some research on, like, the ocean, and I don't know if you guys know this about the ocean, but there's this thing called the tide, okay? Anyone here ever heard of the tide? A round of applause. Yeah, so mostly... For those of you that don't know, okay, the tide is to the ocean as uh, white vans are to park. You know what I mean? So, same thing, it's the exact same thing. You could be frolicking around in the tide, you know, and then it just takes you away forever, and then you end up on a Netflix special or something. It's it's exactly what it is, the same thing, yeah. So I don't like water. Also, that's why I don't like The Mermaid. I, everyone was so excited about The Black Mermaid. I think that's just propaganda to get black people in water, and I'm not falling for it. <laughs> just saying, Black Mermaid with fresh braids underwater. I grew up with four sisters, okay? They used to shower with their heads outside after they got some fresh braids. You can't fool me, Disney. <laughs> nice try. Nice try, though. Has been fun, though, man. People got real woke lately. That was fun. (laughs) People met well. Like, my favorite group of people is old white ladies because they'd always tell me fun stories. Like, and it's the same story. They'd be like, hey, Manuel. I'm like, yes, Gertrude. She'd say, you know, when I was younger, I once dated a colored fellow. And I don't know what to say to that. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a wild story. I was like, cool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but she means well. You know, she's trying to be an ally. But there's not always great allies. I had uh, one of my friends. is a horrible ally. She played that game Wordle. And the word for one of the days was slave. And she got real upset. And she texted me. She said, Emmanuel, can you believe the word of the day was slave? And then I said, why'd you text me, though? <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't even play Wordle. That's the weird thing about... I'm not even part of this game. She just saw the word slave, and her first thought was me. You know what I mean? That's it. She didn't even realize how bad that was. I'm like, you know you got a number one draft pick for slavery in your head right now. It's just... I'm no history buff, but I thought there was other slaves, but apparently you got number one. I'm LeBron James of slavery to her. That's me. I'm just... Number one overall draft pick for the slavery NBA is Emmanuel Monroe. That's me, that's <laughs> who it is. They mean well though. No, they mean well. It was weird. They got so woke they started like doing crazy stuff. They got rid of Aunt Jemima off the syrup. And I was real worried because I didn't know that you can get so woke that you start firing your black employees. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I, was, I was mighty worried. Uncle Ben got fired too. Almost. Oh, no! You know what I mean? I'm just worried I gotta go to work, you know what I mean? They're like, hey, look, Emmanuel, we've been hearing you and we've been seeing you. (laughs) You're fired. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) We're trying to be a better company here. We're just trying to be on the right side of history. Pack your bags, please. (laughs) And thank you. You're gone. (laughs) Devastating. Then I gotta work on a plantation to keep a job. You know what I mean? What is this? How did this happen? <laughs> Be there, how did we end up back here? This is crazy. This is what we were fighting against the whole time. The, the whole time. It's wild stuff. <laughs> nah, has been fun, man. I, love, I, I remember I met a couple teachers recently, like my old high school teachers, and I, and I had to tell them, I was like, yo, you guys were right about a lot of stuff, you know? People always get upset at teachers. It's like, you know the teachers, like, you never gonna make it. My teachers were, like, spot on, man. They told me I talk way too much, And I never paid attention to anybody. I was like, oh, that's pretty good, you're pretty good. I remember my physics teacher, he like, I was in physics class because, I don't know, because I wanted to fail a class, like, (laughs) catastrophically in high school, you know? And I was writing the exam, and then he walked up next to me, and he looked at my paper, and then he's like, Emmanuel, and I was like, yeah? He's like, I'll see you next semester, (laughs) you know? Which is wild because I'm not doing this again. Are you crazy? I'm not. I can do 35% one time around. I'm not gonna come back for. You know what? Did you, are you gonna add the bold marks together and then I get 70? Maybe no, that's wild. Anyways, y'all been great. My name is Emmanuel Lamuro. Have a phenomenal night.
2: That is Emmanuel Lamuro, and you can check out his touring calendar and snippets of his upcoming comedy album at emmanuellamuro.com some exciting news to share there are only a small handful of tickets left and i mean you can fit them inside your fist for both our ottawa show on february 16th and our white horse show on march 6th that's exciting unless you miss out on getting your tickets but i have been telling you about these shows since early december i will have some more canadian show announcements for you soon but for now you can sit back and enjoy some of the terrific performers we've been recording lately
0: Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts.
2: He's a youth worker in the day and a comedian by night, but the youth might lose this man at some point soon if he keeps touring around the country the way he has. From Accent on Toronto last fall, here is Jesse Singh.
1: Yes, Toronto, how we feeling? We good? Thanks. This is beautiful, bro. This is incredible. Danforth Music Hall sold out, man. This is incredible. I remember when comedy was still illegal. You guys remember that? Right during the lockdown? I was performing in the weirdest places. Like, I was doing shows at parks. No one even knew there was a comedy show. You know how crazy that is? It was just me yelling at a bunch of white people on picnic blankets in Trinity Bellwoods. Innocent bystanders just see a brown guy with a microphone yelling at a bunch of strangers in a field like I was trying to convert them into Islam. It was crazy. It was... <laughs> I'm not even Muslim, that's what's messed up about <laughs> so. Uh, I did do a candle-wide tour though, which was beautiful. I went to places I thought I would never go. Like I went to St. John's, Newfoundland. Yeah. 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 And Newfoundland's beautiful, man. The people there are so nice, right? There's are some of the most beautiful people I've seen, kindest people I've seen. But I was born and raised in Toronto, right? So I'm used to kind of diversity. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew this. It's not a lot of color in St. John's, Newfoundland. Okay, I was there for three weeks. I saw one brown dude and one black guy. I was like, bro, blink twice if you need help. This is. (laughs) But it was incredible. Like I said, I love Newfoundland. I love the people there. And I also got assimilated into the culture. Yeah, I got screeched in. Yeah, hell yeah. You guys are cheering. I didn't know this was a thing, okay? I thought they were lying to me, but if you guys ever go to Newfoundland, there's a rite of passage, okay, and I'm serious, I'm, th- this is real, like I'm not, I'm not lying, right, when you land in Newfoundland, there's a three-step process, they're going to give you a cod, you got to kiss this cod, then they give you Newfoundland steak, which is just baloney, I don't know why they call it that, <laughs> <laughs> Then they, give you a cottage, then they give you a shot of rum called a screech, right? That's what you gotta do. You gotta kiss the fish, eat the pork, take the shot. I did all the things that God didn't want me to do, but I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm in your turf, right? I gotta assimilate. So I did the thing, and then afterwards they gave me a certificate that said certified Newfoundlander, had my name on it, Jesse Singh. I'm certified, I could walk in and out of there, I'm good, I got my papers, right? Thank you. But my first thought was, yo, it took my mom five years to get citizenship in Toronto. (laughs) I could've went to Newfoundland, had sex with a fish, and became mayor of the East Coast, do you understand? We could've taken over, dude. I also went to Tofino. I don't know if you guys know what this is. Tofino's beautiful, yep. The Fino British Columbia, they have a rainforest there. I didn't even know Canada had a rainforest. You know, and I thought I was a nature guy. I thought I was a wilderness dude. But these guys are next level, bro, because this lady was showing us around through trails and hikes and stuff. And she had a tool belt with bear mace on it. I didn't even know that was the thing. And she took us through this trail, and it was beautiful. It had 1,500 year old cedar trees. I'd never seen anything like it. And she turned around and she's like, Do you guys have anything like this back in Toronto? I was like, yeah, kind of. Uh, (laughs) You ever see a flock of geese stop traffic? You ever see that? Right? (laughs) They all line up, single file, and there's always one at the end that will look you dead in the face, flap its wings, and not fly. You're like, buddy, I know you know how to do it. You know what I mean? That wasn't even a joke. That was just a TED talk of how mad geese make me. (laughs) But no, but (laughs) then... But then she turned around, and she's like, when the sun sets and it gets dark, you guys got to get out of here because it gets dangerous. And my first thought was, I was born in Jane and Finch. I'm not scared of this. You know what I mean? I'm not. (laughs) I have to do it way worse. If you guys don't know where Jane and Finch is like, you know, it's considered like a rougher part of Toronto. But the crazy thing is, I didn't know other parts of Canada knew where this was. I did a show in Ottawa and I'm like, I was born in Jane and Finch. You guys know where that is? Some guy at the back was like, yeah, I saw it on a documentary once. I'm like, "That that doesn't make me feel better. Anyways, we're walking through this trail. The sun sets, and I'm terrified. There's signs everywhere. That says, beware of coyotes, beware of wolves, beware of cougars, right? And when I say cougars, I don't mean old white women. I mean the jungle cat. <laughs> but arguably, that would be terrifying too, wouldn't it? Imagine, <laughs> imagine, we were walking through a park. Some old white lady just crawls out the river like, can I speak to your manager? And you're like, Susan, get back. <laughs> And <laughs> uh, like I got mentioned before, my mom is an immigrant, you know, and my mom came here over 30 years ago, and I'm not exaggerating. She came here with literally $20 in her pocket, you know, and she managed to raise two kids on her own as a single parent. She never went to college, never went to high school, but yeah, thank you. Yeah. But she still managed to put food on the table for us and for the other 15 people in the house. But (laughs) one time I was telling this story and this lady at the back was like, that's a lot of rice. I was like, all right, excuse me. (laughs) But I say that to say this. To this day, she's one of the strongest women that I know. You know, and as an immigrant, though, I realized she doesn't understand certain cultural contexts the way we do. Like, she doesn't understand racism the way we understand racism. Like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but you guys remember when, you know, Daddy JT, right, Papa Trudeau, when he did the whole brown face thing. You guys remember this? This guy was on live television dressed like my uncle, and, <laughs> and no brown person got mad. No Indian person was upset. My mom didn't even get it. I showed her a picture of brown face Trudeau. I was like, mom, did you see what this guy did? She's like, oh my God, I know. He loves us so much. I was like, ma. not what he was going for (laughs) Um, these past couple years have been crazy man i just got into a relationship recently you know and i love my girl she's super supportive you know we've been together for three years but the crazy thing is i knew her before covid so all it took was for a global pandemic for her to be like yeah this guy has a great personality (laughs) And I still remember our first date, right? In the middle of the date, she looked at me. She told me one of her exes cheated on her. And I'm like, that's messed up, right? No one should ever have to endure or something like that. But then she looked at me, and she's like, honestly, I thought you were going to do the same thing. And I was like, excuse me? She's like, I thought you were one of those dudes that just sleeps with girls and then leaves in the morning. And I was like, oh, my God. That's, <laughs> that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. I'm like... She, she really thinks it's that easy. She thinks I walk into a club, I'm looking around, I'm like, I want that one, right? But I was still trying to play it cool because I don't want to look like a punk. So like what I should have told her was, yo, the reason why I'm here with you is because I like you, I vibe with you, and I want to see where this thing goes. But what I ended up saying <laughs> was, that was the old me, like I'm a changed man just trying to find love. <laughs> like I said, we were dating during the pandemic and dating during the pandemic is weird because like you spend a lot of time together, which is beautiful, right? Everything's shut down. So you have to spend quality time, right? But you also end up spending a lot of time together. Like I started realizing that I was little things annoyed me that didn't annoy me before. Like, I don't know if anyone here pours their milk before their cereal. You guys ever do that? i seen her do this one time, and I don't know why. I was furious. I'm like, what other backwards things in life are you doing? How do you make peanut butter sandwiches? Do you slap peanut butter on the plate and rub the toast on it? It's weird. I work at a youth shelter in my day job. Right. And I was at work one day. This guy was eating dry cereal in one hand and drinking milk out of a mug in the other hand. I'm like, brother, I think I know someone you would love. All right. <laughs> like I was saying before, I was, you know, born in Jane and Finch, but I moved to Vaughn recently, you know, and I, and I loved where I grew up. I loved my neighborhood. I loved my community. But one of the things that was a culture shock when I moved was, I don't know if you guys have ever seen kids grow up in a privileged neighborhood trying to act gangster. (laughs) Furious, all right? I don't know. Like, it's like, buddy, all your neighborhood basketball courts still have rims on it. You know what I mean? You're not from the hood. But this is what these kids started doing. This is a true story. They started driving on on little e-bikes and motorcycles. And they started throwing water balloons at random people. My cousin got hit. She was running through the park. These guys were on a little scooter. The guy was sitting on the back. But this is the thing that made me laugh. The guy on the back of the scooter started yelling at some guy across the street. And he's like, yo, dog, next time I see you, it's on site, eh? But but then he started hugging his boy from the back of the scooter. He's like, watch out for the speed bump. Uh Uh-huh, right? (laughs) You can't. You guys, I'll leave you guys in the last story and I'll get out of here. I, uh, I love. I, I, are we a pet crowd? You guys a pet crowd? Yeah, I love pets, dude. You know, I love pets. But we weren't really allowed to have dogs growing up. So when my brother moved out, he was like the first person to get a dog in the family, which was beautiful. But I feel like he also kind of got carried away because he threw a birthday party <laughs> for his dog. And I don't mean like, bought it a little cake, put a hat on it, took a picture. I mean a full-fledged birthday party. I was at this guy's house at nine in the morning, blowing up balloons, hanging up streamers. There was a chocolate fountain, guacamole, all these things that the dog can't eat. You know what I mean? The party starts, 15 dogs show up to this guy's house. A Labrador jumps on the table, starts eating ham off the charcuterie board. The owner runs out. She's like, Maggie, stop. That's meat. You're a vegetarian. She converted the dog. (laughs) I open up the washroom. There's just three pugs doing lines of kibbles and bits off the sink. Man, listen, you guys have been incredible. My name's been Jesse Singh.
2: Please bring back your host, Ali Hassan. That is Jesse Singh. You can find him on social media under the name The Punjabi Timbit. And you can find his debut album, Baby Goat, online now at comedyrecords.ca. And that is our show. Thanks to the Gas Station Arts Center, the Danforth Music Hall, and sound engineers Brian Harder, Kyle Kudasevich, Roberto Capretta, Jared Hillel, and Tracy Rideout for their work on this episode. And a special thanks to my producer, Lee Pitts. And, of course, to you for listening to Laugh Out Loud on CBC Radio 1. I'm Ali Hassan. I'll see you back here real soon. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.